0: Morning, Morning. everybody ready for Christmas, trees up, presents wrapped? (laughs) I used to do that on Christmas Eve. Charlie doesn't do that anymore, he's wised up. Well, as Pastor Brian said, it's the Advent season, the time we look back on the first coming of Jesus, first Advent. And we sang songs today to talk about waiting and longing for the second Advent. How many here are ready for Jesus to come? I am. As we look at the word hope in the Bible... Uh, It's going to intertwine, as Steve and Brian preach about joy and peace and love. Um, A lot of these words travel together, but they have a significant meaning apart as well. And it's just wonderful to know that in the gospel, the first advent in Jesus is our hope. And we need to believe that. Chick.
1: Yo. Chick. Uh, there's, there's a gift here. Uh, and it says, to the saints at Hope. Whoa. It's, it's from God. Whoa. So I think we should open it. Let me see. Yeah. We should open that.
0: It's nice to get presents. <laughs> Let's check it. What this is out, man. Mm. Well, look at that. And although this isn't from God, (laughs) hope is, and we want to take a look at that. Um, This is a great word, and I'm going to give this to you, Pastor Brian, and. Here's, here's what we'll do. You pick a spot to put it up, and I'll put it up for you. you. All right. <laughs> Hope, an incredible word. I probably learned this maybe 20 years ago when we got our first computer, that if you punch on the computer and put in James Strong Concordance, it'll pop up and you bookmark it. And now the book that I used to read was this thick and this big. I can just punch in. So, a couple months ago, when I knew I was doing hope, I punched in hope. Whoa! (laughs) You won't believe how many times the word hope is used in Scripture. Very powerful. So I chose ten of them today. We're going to take a look. I'm going to walk through pretty fast to make sure I get through and finish the points that I want to do. Um... Hope is a noun and a verb. We have a hope that's eternal, and I put my hope I'm in the action of allowing hope to move in my heart. The hope of scripture is far different than the world. Back in 2019, April and May, I had hope that the Phillies would be in the playoffs. I put my hope in something that isn't eternal, that isn't a sure thing. We're going to look through the scriptures today of a hope that's guaranteed because it's Christ himself. The first verse we want to look at kind of takes a negative spin. What happens to us when we don't have hope. And if you could put that verse up, and I'm going to ask you, Brian, to read it, because we had some technical difficulties. I was supposed to have these printed out, and it didn't happen. So if you could just read that.
1: Okay, Proverbs 13:12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life.
0: Well, that ending, a longing fulfilled... We've had that. We've had birth dates for children. We've had wedding dates or even parties or Christmas. And when they finally get here, wow, there's a longing fulfilled. And it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's, it brings life to us. But notice what it says in the beginning of the verse. Hope deferred makes the heart sink, sick. The absence of hope, biblical hope, is one of the biggest problems we have in our world today. In our small group a few months ago, Leo shared, as he works in the hospital, that he gets to see two to three times a week suicides. It's incredible the lack of hope. It makes the heart sick. Another word for the heart is the mind. Another word for the heart is the bowels. It's the seat of our intelligence, our emotions, and our will. If the heart or the mind becomes sick, an individuals in deep trouble, and even... A nation can become sick. I think today, with all that's going on in the world, hope is something that is missing. I I thought of a good illustration. We have a neighbor every holiday. They have blow-up things. We've seen ghosts and goblins, and they sway in the wind. Big fat turkeys, they sway in the wind. Now we got Santa Clauses and all kinds of things. Blown up at nighttime. But in the day, there's a deflation. And they lie there on the ground without life. That's hopelessness. Let's look at Psalm 42, 5.
1: Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 42, 5. This is
0: David talking. And he recognizes because he gets a sense that God's not with him if you read Psalm 42. And he's got people that are mocking him. Oh, where's your God? That he recognizes his soul is downcast, disquieted. And he says to himself, put your hope in the Lord. And then I can praise you. People of hope, brothers and sisters here, Hope is an essential quality of life that you and I cannot do without. And God says it's a gift, and it's in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn to Romans 5, 1 to 5. There's going to be one, two slides, and then you can read the other slide
1: too. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, who has been given to us.
0: Amen to that. First, we see that it's in the gospel. It's rooted there. That's the first advent. That's why Jesus came and lived and died and rose again. We've been given a hope in Christ, but it's also a hope that is in process. We don't always like this, but God allows suffering into our lives so that it'll perverse Produce perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. But I want to try to encourage you today, don't be afraid of suffering if it produces hope. Because you and I absolutely need hope. And that's the gospel. Romans 15, 13.
1: May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, hope,
0: and Steve, you can use it if you want for joy and peace. Tom, Brian. <laughs> it all intermingles, but it's all part of understanding what Christ has brought to us in the gospel. But it's not automatic. We need to grow in it. We need to ask for it. We need to recognize when we don't have hope in our lives. Um, I got to be honest with you today. I woke up, and I'm not feeling good. How many like to be sick? No, hands. It kind of took the hope out of me today. Um... But I need to recognize that. It's a physical thing, but I need to continue to spend time with the Lord in prayer to say, Lord, help me through this. Heal me physically, but allow me to have hope in you in the midst of it. So important. It's everywhere. Colossians. Colossians 1, 4 to 5.
1: Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel.
0: Mm. Now Here's three buddies that travel together,
1: faith, hope, and love. Corinthians tells us the greatest
0: is love. I kind of want to encourage you to think of it as all three growing together so that we can be Christ-like. We have the root, our salvation, all that God is. Hope springs up, allows that stem to grow. And eventually, into the flower of love, which is what we can share to the world. But they're all interlinked. And I think it's cool that we wanna be able to believe that it's all ours in Christ. 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4.
1: Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Mm a living hope
0: the opposite is a dead hope that's what the world offers momentary hope temporary hope i wish i hope it comes true rather than the hope that's centered in our lives in the gospel and we can be we can be so grateful for that john 10:10 10, 10 says this i've come that you might have life and that more abundantly now, this verse is used bad in the church today. The intent that Jesus has for this is, I've come that you might have life because you're dead people. And Christ and faith in Christ and the work that he done on the cross can give us living faith and hope and love and salvation and eternity. The world cannot give that. It's living hope. 1 Peter
1: 3.15 But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But Do this with gentleness and respect.
0: All right, students, let's make Pastor Brian proud. What does this bring to note when you read this? Well, who said it? Somebody said tangible kingdom. Jason, you say that? you get a star for the course. <laughs> Is this not tangible kingdom or what? We need to have hope in our lives so that we're prepared to give an answer for that when the world sees it. Remember, the world doesn't have Christ-like hope. You can only have that in Jesus. So if you and I live out a living hope, you may get a question, how come you don't get so upset about what's going on in the world? We are living in a time of great hopelessness. 1 Peter 3, 15, oh, you just read that, sorry. Colossians
1: 1:23. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant.
0: There's a call for endurance of hope. If you remember the verse we read back in Romans 5, suffering produces perseverance. Hang in there. God will see you through this life if you depend on him with flying colors. Even if it means suffering, hang in there, endure. I could name some things here at family, the family here at Hope, that many are enduring tremendous hardships. Ask God that you would not lose your hope in all that he has for you. His hope is precious. His hope is powerful. Psalm forty-two, eleven.
1: Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God.
0: This is towards the end of Psalm forty-two, where we read a verse in Psalm 42:5 At the beginning, David again just cries out for this. He recognizes that our hopelessness can be like the waves of the sea that moves us, tosses us back and forth. We want to be sure of the hope we have. Other places in the scripture says it's like an anchor, and we want to hold on to that. I want to show you an illustration. This occurred quite a number of years ago. There was somebody here at church Can anybody see the box? Here it is. I'm going to put it down. Picture it there. And I went down South Philly to help one of the members here. They were moving back closer to church. And we were taking things up and down the steps. And we were up on the hill a little bit. And we looked when we came out the door one time. And we saw a homeless man disheveled, you know, we've all seen homeless in the city, but we stopped and watched him, and he was crossing the street, and he was very slow at it, and when he got to the middle of the street, there was a box, and he just stopped, and he had his head down, and my friend said, Wow, is that the epitome of hopelessness? In our lives, hopelessness can be any article or any uh, obstruction that gets in our way. And we allow Satan to steal the hope out of our heart. The world can't give us hope, so we can't look there. And our own flesh is weak for that, God says, you can kick that box out of the way when you have my hope within you. Whoa, my water. Thank you. I think I'll take a sip. Appreciate that. Last slide. Last verse.
1: To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. To them refers back to the verses previous, all those who are now
0: in the gospel, who are now saved, who are now born again. And he wants us to recognize Paul through this letter. There's a mystery And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Corinthians, Paul tells us if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Brothers and sisters, now that you're in Christ, hope is a gift to you that you can carry through this journey until glory. When Brian was sharing about tangible kingdom in the gospel, he did reiterate to that, that we have a hope that's eternal, and it's, and it's coming, but it's not here yet. We sang about it. We are waiting with great confidence that Jesus is coming back. I, I hope you have that hope. Um, I believe it's absolutely real. We're seeing the word of God unfold us today as the end of time is racing forward. Here's my question. How do you know Christ is in you? Did you say some words? Let Jesus come into my heart. That's certainly an understandable way, but that's not really the full process of how God works in our hearts. It's the regeneration of the spirit that he's working in your heart when you hear the gospel. He uses the gospel, the good news, to arouse your heart, to regenerate it so that you can become born again. If you don't have hope or you've been living without hope for a while, that's the first place to check. Am I in Christ The moment you were under conviction, the moment you know you needed to repent, the moment you knew you were a sinner, the Holy Spirit was working in you. And if you recognized that and said, yes, Lord, I believe that you were the Son of God, And you came down at Advent. And you lived a perfect life. You died for my sins and the sins of the world. And you rose again in power. And you now sit at the right hand of the Father praying for me. Then you're in Christ. And what that means, we're going to see the next few Sundays as well. The gift of Advent is Jesus, and we get it all in Jesus. But we first have to understand and know it and then ask for it. If you find yourself hopeless, distraught, deflated of life, go to your Lord who died for you and say, Lord, I need your help. I want this hope, this joy, this peace, this love that you brought Here at Christmas time, our hope is eternal. It's sure. When fear comes, when doubt comes. Ryan and I were talking about this the other day. It's so important for us when we hit a roadblock that we go to God, He is the answer for everything we need in this life. And he's given it to us in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Do you have a relation like that on a daily basis? It's yours. It's a gift. You just have to unwrap it and put it in your heart, not on the wall like we're going to do the gift of hope here. Um, It is so serious for the church of Jesus Christ to understand what hope springs to their heart. And it only comes through Christ. Let's pray. Father, you're the God of all hope. Your hope is living. It's sure, it's an anchor. And it doesn't allow me to be ashamed how I live this life because I'm living it under the truth that you're my Lord and I want to lay down my life for you. And Lord, I pray this for everyone here. I don't know exactly where they're at, what their thinking is. But God, we have something incredible in Jesus. We're to sell everything we have and find that pearl of great price. That's you, Lord. Lord, in this season as we reflect on your coming, as we look back, help us to understand even more what we have in Jesus. A hope that is sure. It's ours to have. Lord, help us to practice it. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand with us.